0: Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. Ecclesiastes, that's a lot to say, isn't it? Chapter 11 and verse 5. As thou knowest not what is the way of... The spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child. Oh, I'm going to stop right there. I know it's an election season, but God says that babies are actually alive before they come out of the mom. Just saying, just saying. So if that made you mad, that probably won't be the first thing that makes you mad today. But anyway. Nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child. Not fetus, but child. Even so, thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. And using a portion of that verse of Scripture, nor how the bones do grow. That's where I want to focus all there. And then in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18 using a portion of that verse of scripture but grow in grace so from Ecclesiastes 11 and 5 I want to join these two the bones do grow and in verse Peter 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18 but grow in grace let us uh, Brother Olson, would you ask the Lord's? We need God's blessing. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for this, the message that you laid, laid upon your servant, Reverend Bigelow's heart, Pastor Bigelow's heart, and pray that you bless him as he preaches God, and bless everyone in church today. In Christ's name, amen. 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 I cannot sleep. It's not because the lotto numbers are coming out. I cannot sleep on Saturday nights. And... Uh, it's because I'm thinking about preaching the word of God. It just makes me, I guess, get kind of wound up. But uh, they say that dogs, you know, dogs can do a lot of things. But one thing dogs can't do, dogs can't see your bones. But cats can. Get <laughs> better. So it's a museum with a big dinosaur skeleton, and there's a tourist in there, and uh, asks a man who's got the employee shirt on, sir, how old are these bones? And he said, oh, well, that's easy. They're three million and four and a half years old, and the tourist was amazed. Said, are you an anthropologist? How did you know the exact, down to the month, how old these dinosaur bones are? And the man said, Well, it's really easy. Um, when I when I came to work here, I was told that these bones were three million years old, and I that was four and a half years ago. <laughs> with the help of the Lord, with the help of the Lord, using these two verses of Scripture together the bones do grow and grow in grace i'd like to preach for a little while on growing bones growing bones now we all have bones but you can't see them if you can you have a problem right but the provo- bones provide or have three basic purposes They provide shape for your body. They give protection to your body by providing structure. And they act as an anchor for the muscles to allow the body to move. So your muscles wouldn't be anything if they weren't anchored to your bones. And I want to look at this because there there are three bones I'd like to look at. In growing your bones. And you can see that if you're a cat. So this man, he was at a boat dock many years ago in Ireland. And he heard this aged Irishman, this old Irishman, give some advice to a boy who was boarding a ship. You know how young men would go seek their fortune? Well, this young man was uh, headed towards the ship and And the uh, old Irishman said, Owen, my boy, just remember the three bones and you'll get along all right. So that was a Scottish accent. No, that was was Irish, I think. So this bystander's watching this happen. And he said, Sir, I'm curious. I just gotta ask, what do you mean the three bones. I don't know if I should try the accent again. So. Sure now, replied the aged man. And wouldn't it be the wishbone? The jawbone and the backbone? It's the wishbone that keeps you going after things. It's the jawbone that helps you ask questions that are necessary to find in them. And it's the backbone that keeps you at it until you get them. And I went from Irish to Scottish there, but we want to look at the three bones on growing your bones. And I believe that a lot of times many people think, well, say, preacher, I want it to be easier. But unfortunately, when we send our kids to school, it doesn't get easier. It gets more difficult. They're tested and they move up. And then they're tested and then they move up. And sure it is the same way in God. God doesn't necessarily give us an easier path. But God gives us strong bones. 2 Peter begins. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. To them that have obtained like precious faith. With us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. That first bone is the wishbone. Now, if you've ever had that, I don't know if you have that uh, tradition where you grab this wishbone and you pull it apart. And whosoever gets like the middle part when you break it apart has a bigger piece of bone. I mean, I don't know what that means, but we've done that. You're supposed to have your wishes come true. Okay, I don't know. That's kind of gross. But anyway, what... A wishbone is that V-centered, but we want to focus not on the bone, but on the wish. You see, Peter, when he was writing to those that obtained like precious faith, what's the most precious thing that you own? The most precious thing I own is my trust in Jesus Christ. Like precious faith. That means when everything falls apart, you can lean on God because he's not shaking and he's not falling apart. He said, grace and peace be multiplied unto you and not through the economy, not through the the, the political season, but through the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord. And then he says this, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. But then he said this, and beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. He said, don't stay the same as you are. And so a preacher, but I believe God. Well, that's good. But God said, you need to grow your wishbone. He said, add to your faith, uh, giving all diligence. You know, it's hard to add to our faith. Because when we add to our faith, we have to go into places where we are unfamiliar. I was at the zoo uh, the Jacksonville Zoo and because we got a, a year's uh, membership year, years ago right and because it was a place where I could push my daughter around or make, make her walk around that's the wrong thing do not push your kid around the zoo in a stroller because there are a lot of little animals and ducks and everything that walk around those sidewalks and leave their little exhaust all over. And your little, your little wheels pick those things up. And then you stick the, ch- the thing back in your car and smell just meadows of glory all the way home. Okay, so we'd make my daughter walk until she got tired so she'd pass out and go to sleep. And there was peace in the world, right? So <laughs> there was a wolf exhibit. And I was watching this wolf. And it, it, it was an unhealthy-looking wolf. If there was a depressed animal possible, this was a depressed wolf, okay? And I don't know if there was a counselor that visited this wolf, but it was just—it was, it was making a, a lap in its, in its pen, right? And it had worn the grass off. And it was just doing laps, making its own track, not going anywhere. You know, in life, if we don't grow... We can run out the same old path and it becomes a run, like a ditch. And he said, well, preacher, but I'm going over. And what if this thing happens? And what if this thing happens? We wear all the grass off. And then we wear, and we were not growing. But you see, what this wolf really wanted was some new, he had given up on escaping. Wolves like to, you know, run around and and, uh, they like to hunt and different things. Well, this one had kind of given up. And he was going in circles. Peter said, get your wishbone growing and add to your faith. He said, step out of that rut. And it said, add to your faith virtue. Notice this. And then knowledge. And to knowledge, that last word of the woman's Bible study, temperance, self-control. When you find out what God's word says and God's word said, do this, don't do that. And you start to say, you know what? God's word says I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. And to temperance, patience, because it takes us to, a while to grow, right? Right. And to patience, then add godliness. And the Bible says all of those things are things we work on in our heart, but then we begin to branch out. And it says to godliness, brotherly kindness. That's Philadelphia, right? That's brotherly love. This world needs brotherly love. There was a gentleman that was uh, hanging out, charging his phone in front of our church when we weren't there. So would you run him off, preacher? No, I went and got him a Coca-Cola. Why? Why? Because you know what people need? Now, I don't appreciate people you know, hanging out, charging their phone in the middle. Come, come inside and charge your life. But uh, you know what people need is not to get run off, or they've been told that their whole life. But you know what people need is a little bit of encouragement and a little bit of love. And if you want to make them mad, give them a Pepsi. But if you want to love them, give them a Coke. You knew I was going to say something about that, right? And then you add to brotherly kindness. It says you add to brotherly kindness. And now that's just loving a brother, but you add a greater love. You add the divine agape love. It's translated charity, where you do things for people that might not do things in return. Brethren, love is a one-way street. But we act in love with the love of Jesus Christ, because you never know what God does when you show someone love. You never know what God does when you show someone love. And then Peter says this in verse 8, For if these things be in you and abound, they make you. Your bones grow. Your structure grows. Your shape grows. That ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Man, I want my life to have fruit. I don't want my life just to be reading my Bible and having nothing more. And just throwing that out there, I, I, I encourage you. If you're a Christian, you're a Bible, read your Bible through every year. Every word, every... That's a lot, preacher. Does it say you do that in the Bible? No, it doesn't say that. But you know what it does say in the Bible? It says in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 2, As newborn babes, as a little baby, desire the sincere milk of the work that she may grow thereby. You know that all you need to do, you can tell someone this, is just read three chapters in the Old Testament and one chapter in the New Testament every day. You'll read the whole Bible. And so preacher, why do you want people to do that? Because that's how God grows on you when you find out what he wants you to do. But also, the desire will get you to read the word. See, if God puts us in the desire, the rest will happen. So I remember a few days ago, see, we had bought a BOGO cake, buy one, get one, but it was trapped inside of a box. It wasn't made yet. And so we made one for the holidays. Are you allowed to talk about cake in January? You're supposed to be talking about kale, right? But this is a cake illustration, right? So a few days ago, I was desiring cake, and it was a lonely box of cake all by itself on the shelf, and I'm like, man... And so I asked my wife, I said, honey, could you, I don't even know if I said please. I said, could you make a cake? Because we were beyond please. I needed some cake. Cake's unhealthy. Well, I needed it, okay? And I said, I will go pick up a companion for that cake. Some frosting. Because otherwise, you're just a bald cupcake. You need frosting, right? So I'll go pick up some frosting. And uh, I began to taste that cake before it was even made. It was the promise of that cake being made that made me excited. You know what I'm talking about? You start thinking about fried chicken or thinking about drinking a soda. Man, before I even get it, I'm uh, drawn to the the time when it puts it in my mouth. And uh, the Bible says this, oh, taste and see. That the Lord is good. When we desire something from God, brethren, and that cake was gone, right? With two days. And I ate the lion's share, okay? So praise God. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. When we begin to have faith in something, we will look forward to accomplish it. When you have desire to read God's word, nothing's going to stop you from reading the word of God. Now me, I like to open up the word of God before anything, even the weather app. You know, this morning I wanted to turn my weather app on and just see how cold it was. Why don't you just open your door, right? But I I was like, no, I'm going to read the Bible first. Why? Because I want God to put input into my day before anything else does. Because I want the greatest influence on my life every day to be thus saith the Lord. I want what God says to trump everything else that's been shared in the world. You know, that you might have had a crazy dream. You might have some worries that follow you into the next day. But man, if I can just get a desire to taste and see not the society, but that the Lord's good. And if I can get his word in my heart, the Bible said, blessed is the man that does what? Trust in Him. And if I get that wishbone growing, it doesn't matter what happens out there. I will just get to be blessed anyway. You know that the Bible says that if He opens up the windows of heaven, He'll pour you out a blessing. He said you won't have room to receive it. It doesn't matter what the extracurricular circumstances are. God knows how to reach His people with a blessing. And the Bible said, Oh, fear your Lord, all ye His saints, for there is no want to them that Fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. You know that I'm 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 a believer in Psalm twenty-three. The psalmist said, The Lord, He's my shepherd. And then he said, I shall not want. That means that I'm gonna have my needs met. We have a cat, and I know that you might not be a cat person. I didn't think I was either, but it's an outside cat. It wants to be an inside cat. It's an insurgent. It'll run the border. When the door opens up, it runs the border. does not stop, right? But, so it sleeps in a little crate with a bunch of blankets, and it's cold out there. Well, in the morning, I open the sliding door, and it just comes out and stretches, and then it follows me. Now, it doesn't speak, and it might have limited intelligence, but it knows that when I appear in the morning, it doesn't have to figure things out. It's going to get fed, and it knows that to where it'll just go over there, wait by the bowl or wait by the food. Sometimes it gets under my legs, and I'm not awake, so I almost fall on the thing. I think I kicked the cat this morning gently, okay? I just didn't see it, um, but it knows that I'm going to meet its needs. You know, the thing with God is that God, when we trust him, he will meet our needs. Brethren, so many times it can seem as I'm a preacher, but I want a miracle in my life. Don't you know if you need a miracle in your life, you have to have a problem? There was no seeing person that came to Jesus and said, give me my sight. And Jesus would be like, you already got it. I hope for $100 in my wallet, you already got it. But if you don't have it and you don't see it, that's what we use faith for. That's where we trust in God. God, I don't know what's going to happen. I know that if I can just lean and trust in the Lord with all of my heart and lean not unto my own understanding. Lean not into the way that my mind wants to carry me off. I want to grow my wishbone. The Bible says, "In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. You know what we trust in today? The Bible said when Jesus died on a cross and shed his blood for our sins, it didn't stop there. He rose again. And that there are some religions that say that Jesus rose as a spirit, but not in body. And that takes away from the truth of God's word. It says in Luke chapter 24, in verse 39, Jesus showed his disciples, he said, behold My hands. And my feet. And I can see, you know, when you're you lifting them up, and it's like, look at them. And then he said, that it is I myself. Look at me. And then he said something else. He said, handle me. He said, hold on, touch me. And see. For a spirit hath not flesh, and boom. He said, feel it. I'm not a spirit. I'm for real. And you know, those bones are those anchors. And when we can't see something, we can trust that Jesus rose not in spirit, but in body. And just as we have needs, God can meet our needs because of his physical resurrection from the dead. Brother, if God can rise from the dead, God can meet our needs. Because there's nothing harder been raised from the, you know, all the other miracles that these magicians do, and a lot of those miracles, or all of those miracles, are just sleight of hand, right? But if someone's dead, and uh, I don't see, say, well, look, but Tupac is dead, okay? But uh, Marilyn Monroe is dead, okay? Uh, all these others, Elvis is dead, but you know that Jesus Christ is alive. And really, Jesus Christ is the only true king. It's like that one person said, uh, they were looking at their friend in the casket, three friends, and they said, one friend said, uh, so you know, after, uh, when, I, when I'm in the casket, I want someone to look at me and say, man, he was a faithful man, went to church. And the second friend said, well, that's good, I, I think that when I, go, when I go, people look at me In the casket i want them to say wow he gave to missions and he continued to grow and read his bible and he was faithful to his wife and he loved serving in his church and the third man said when i go i want someone to look in the casket and and point and say look he's moving (laughs) you know that's the greatest miracle that when jesus christ comes alive in us That we come alive. You know that so many times the devil just wants you to quit and say, well, uh, whatever will be, will be. That's not what the Bible says. Jesus said, ask. And it shall be given unto you. Jesus said, Every one that asketh receiveth. Not only our wishbone, but our wishbone. As it grows, it begins to give us our jawbone. You know, that's one thing that God wants us to do. He wants us to speak up. Amen. The Bible said in Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 4, preach the word. Why? Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering in doctrine. You know that there's all kinds of words out there in the world, but the greatest words out in the world are the words of God. If you read the Bible, now I'm not talking about quoting the Bible in your heart or, or having the Bible in your mind. Your mind has a bunch of crazy stuff going. Right now, some of you might be shopping some of you might be in the line at Golden Corral. Say, like, "Ooh, they have biscuits that are fresh." Our minds are doing all kinds of things. <laughs> really, it's the truth, and you're laughing because you're like, "Oh, he almost got me, right?" But that's our minds. But you know what that? You know what that jawbone? That jawbone speaks, yes. and doesn't just listen. You know, it's not just having the word of God in our mind; it's speaking the word of God. You know how many times I had to preach to myself? When my mind was going crazy or I had some crazy thought pattern. You ever have a crazy thought pattern come in your mind? You're like, what in the world? That's not even close to being Christian. No one's ever going to raise their hand, but I'll just raise my hand. I was like, what in the world? But what do you have to do? You have to speak the word. And that the word has to overcome the crazy things that are going through your mind. Because so many times you like to tie together that thought pattern with what happened before. What such and such said. Brother, I need the word of God to override every thought pattern. Every negativity. Every failure. Every uh, accusation of the devil. Because God is true. The Bible said, let God be true. And every man, including yourself, a liar. It's a liar of times I can't do that you know what it's true you might not be able to do that but why don't you say I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me and a lot of people say, well well but this and but that but preacher next time that you're perfect try walking on water Peter wasn't perfect but he listened to what Jesus said Jesus said come and Peter got out of that boat and began to walk on the water I'm thankful it's just because Peter spoke up yeah I like Peter he would see some people, think, oh, he put his foot in his mouth. Yeah, but I don't see anyone else walking on the water. Man, that's an exciting thing because Jesus Christ allows us to get growing bones. Jesus spoke against the tempter in the wilderness. But also we can speak into a situation which seems to be crazy. You know, sometimes there'll be a layup and it'll seem like the devil is getting a slam dunk on us, but it's really God giving us a layup. If we'll just speak in that situation. Say, well, oh, preacher, but I don't know how it's going to work out. But if we speak it in faith and say, you know what, God, I'm just going to trust you. God, I'm going to trust that if, if, uh, if I lean out into my own understanding and all my ways, I'm going to acknowledge you and you'll direct my path. And you're going to help me grow in this situation by trusting my Savior. The last bone in growing bones, because the Bible exhorts us to grow, is our backbone. Someone said and wrote this, that bones, they're not actually dead, they're alive. They're constantly remodeling themselves like us. Like your house, right? 10% of your bones are remodeled every year. That means in 10 years, You have completely new bones. So inside of your bones, you know this, right? You have your marrow, and that's where the red blood cells, they're uh, producing things. The bone marrow produces the red blood cells. And uh, the Bible said, "...for we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones." When Jesus was on the cross, they went to break the bones of those two thieves that were beside him. They broke the legs of one, and then they broke the legs of the other one. And then they came to break Jesus' bones. But they didn't break the bones of Jesus. And they did that so that they would suffocate on the cross. That's how they would die. They wouldn't die from blood loss. They wouldn't die from pain. They would die from asphyxiation when they couldn't lift themselves up because their femurs were broken, their bones. So they came to break Jesus' bones. And the Bible said they were dead already. And so he was dead and they didn't break his bones. But then in John 19 and 36, it said, For these things were done. See, when you're a Christian... Nothing happens by accident. Nothing happens by accident. For these things were done, John 19 and 36, that the scripture should be fulfilled. A bone of him shall not be broken. Now, why was that important? Because in the Old Testament, there was a scripture in Exodus. Jesus was our Passover lamb. As my wife comes to the piano Exodus chapter 12 and verse 46, it says something about the Passover lamb. Jesus was crucified on Passover. The Jews were preparing for the Passover. The last supper was the Passover meal that Jesus was enjoying with his disciples. The Bible says in Exodus 12 and 46, in one house it shall be eaten, the lamb. Thou shalt not carry forth aught of the flesh abroad out of the house. Neither shall ye break a bone thereof. Why? Why was it important? Because you see, the lamb that was being eaten by Israel wasn't anything but a metaphor to point to the real Passover lamb who was Jesus. That would die on a cross and shed his blood. And that we would obtain new life. And that we would obtain forgiveness of sin. The Bible said, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord and God said in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18. So preacher, but I feel like I'm gonna fail. Well, you know what, when your backbone seems like it's gonna crumble, we have to lean on God's backbone. He said, and I say also unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What was the rock that Jesus was building on? Not a man. God doesn't build on Peter the Pope. God built on this, the wishbone, the jawbone, and the backbone. Peter made a statement of faith. He said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. You know what? That's what God will build upon in our lives. As we take that statement and translate it into action, as we take that statement and translate it into resilience. So a preacher, why did this happen in my life? I don't have all the answers. But I do know this, that if we stick with Jesus, we're going to stand by faith. I will stand having done all to stand, take the whole armor of God unto you, but with heads bowed and eyes closed, one thing I know is that I can have growing bones, that my faith, my wishbone can grow, that my jawbone is speaking the word of God. And this morning, the Bible said healing is the children's bread. But God said, ask me. Ask me. He said, if you ask me, I can give it. Let that jawbone as we find a place to pray come into action. And you know what, preacher? I prayed and I believed and it didn't happen. Well, just like Elijah told us, Go again seven times. Go back again. Go back again. Go back again and let's build that backbone, that resilience to say, you know what? One more time, I'm going to go to the altar one more time. I'm going to trust Jesus because I have growing bones, my structure, my support, and the things that the muscles attach to spiritually growing bones. God says, grow, grow no matter what, grow. In the grace of Jesus Christ. Let's find a place to pray.